Don't cast polymorph on that dial. It's time for What the Spell. Hi, everyone. I'm JoJo, one of the hosts on this show. And what you're about to listen to is the very first episode we've ever done of it. And it's really fun. We are a comedy group known as Mom Hat, and we do a lot of fun stuff. One of the things that I like to do in my free time is play Dungeons and Dragons. Kim is a mom, and we discuss the finer points of the spell Polymorph and True Polymorph from Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. So that's what you're going to hear. It's comedic, it's funny, and I hope you enjoy it. Typically, uh, this thing that I'm doing right now would be a part of the episode, but when we were deciding what this show was, we didn't include this part. So, sorry about that. And now I'm going to use the music to transition into it like it made sense. See you in a bit. certain game that I play that God and man has decided to name the Dungeons and Dragons. I have heard of it. Yes. I hear that it, um, it troubles our youth. It does trouble our youths. The biggest trouble that it does is it makes them unfuckable. <laughs> but what were you going to say? I believe it makes you more sultry because you're constantly hiding, you know, behind a screen. You don't know what's going on back there. That's true. That's the, that's the dance of seduction. Definitely not hand-washing, though. I'll tell you that right now. I'm more of a, uh, you know, isopropyl alcohol. Yeah. Rinse, yeah. Uh, you know, in the car. Because you got to have that in there so you can rinse your hands off when you order fries and whatnot. I was going to say when you pump gas, but yeah, also fries. If you really want to see nerds at their darkest, let's argue about the minutiae of Dungeons & Dragons. It, it, it is my mana. It is what I use to fuel my savage soul. Oh, my goodness. You betcha. <laughs> if there's following. one thing that um, being into video games has taught me, it's it's how to make really quick opinions uh, that are very, very strong that I will die by um, with no research. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's one of the things I'm best at. Yeah, yeah. You better have an opinion and it better be strong. This is on the topic of um, a particular spell. That spell is called polymorph, in particular, true polymorph. Now, Kim. I know those words. I can break them apart. You've heard the word true before. Yeah, yeah. So what, so what do you, when I say true polymorph, what do you think that is? Uh, I, I would say that a true polymorph spell would be a very exact spell that breaks something up um, and transforms it in different ways with no... Uh, secondary side effects. Turns it into many things? Well, yeah, because poly, like several. Oh, yeah, it is definitely several. Okay, yeah, so, so and then I would say, like, when I would think, like, true versus, like, um, something that's been uh, uh, sectioned or changed or uh, or a derivative or derived from, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like it's more, I guess I'm thinking true, like pure. Well, you know, what's interesting is because you said like turned into many things and I, I, that had never entered my brain mind. So when I thought you meant like, like, tr like true polymorph, polymorph, you just changed like from a cat to a dog. 
but now it's like the real one. So you changed from a cat to like a hundred dogs. <laughs> Because um, I got that poly in there. Yeah, you put the poly in there. Yeah, that poly but, right wh- Okay, there. so why don't you tell me, Mr. Smarty Pants D&D, what's a true polymorph smell? A spell? That's Dr. Mr. Smarty Pants D&D um, to that. Uh, you did not get your PhD in D&D. I can tell you that right now. Debatable. <laughs> uh, true, <laughs> true polymorph, as it is written, and as it will be foretold, uh, it is a spell. That exists uh, within many, 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 many editions of Dungeons and Dragons. I did not have enough time to kind of uh, dig deep. And hey, we played that one. Specifically. We played that one little bit of uh, My Little Pony once. I have some idea of Dungeons and Dragons. Go on. It is a spell that, um, as you can imagine, Kim, turns one thing from, uh, from as it exists now into a newer, more better version. Oh, sweet. Because so it, like, honestly, it Pokemon evolves it. It poke evolves it. Yes, it okay. makes it makes it go from whatever it was to whatever you as God decided it needed to be. Okay, I'm pulling up the actual like specific description of yeah, it. Yeah, because some this, some nerd right stupid, now is right now is going. Um, actually, they cannot wait. <laughs> now I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the first version of this spell. This is the regular polymorph. This is what's known as a a fourth level transmutation spell. Which is already a lot of words all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what I love. The casting time is one action, and it, and an action is something that you take on one of your turns, and right. a turn takes six seconds. So this takes two seconds to do. In order to do it, you need a caterpillar cocoon. Well, yeah, that makes sense. How do you get that without a caterpillar in it? You just take the caterpillar out. How does that work? You murder the caterpillar. Sorry. Sorry, caterpillar. Whoa. I need it for my yeah. spell. That's what you say to the caterpillar. Yeah. Hey, I got bad news. <laughs> like, or you just take the caterpillar out and it makes a different cocoon. I don't know. Does Can a caterpillar only make one cocoon? I think, what, so here's what I understand about caterpillars, and I, it's not a lot, but what caterpillars do is they turn literally into like liquid when they're in there. Right. As far as I'm concerned, they're dead in there. Oh yeah, so you just pour them out and they're fine. You just drink them. That's the part you like. Yeah. That's the part that goes good. Um, it lasts up to an hour. Oh, and you have to concentrate the whole time. Now, this is what's fucked up, Kim. Is is in order for me to transform something to something? Wait, else. this is what's fucked up. We just murdered a caterpillar. Uh, but the next thing that you're gonna do, you're telling me, is more fucked up. So I kill the caterpillar. Yep. It's dead and will never come back. It is. It was an unwilling participant in this event, and it is dead now forever. Yep. It, Go on. it went to sleep dreaming of a brighter tomorrow, and that brighter tomorrow is gone. Yep. This thing that I'm doing with this caterpillar's dead, discarded husk is I'm turning something into something else for up to one hour, but I have to concentrate the whole time. Okay. Meaning that if you were to say, like, hit me while I was doing this, I would break my concentration and it would stop working, which sucks. Yeah. I hate that. That caterpillar just wasted its life. I think I would be too focused on the dead caterpillar. I don't want to concentrate on anything. Right? You know? Yeah. Just thinking like at any moment you could lose concentration and then you just wasted that murder. Or, and this is the most fucked up part, Kim, is you go to cast it and you're so guilty that you all you can think about is the, like everything you polymorph just turns into caterpillars. Yeah, just caterpillars everywhere. Just out of guilt. No butterflies. But hey, at least you have a never ending supply of cocoons. So um, the spell transforms, this is the actual text, the spell transforms a creature that you can see within range into a new form. The range is 60 feet, which um, that's like 20 yards. That seems pretty short, honestly. Well, a lot of D&D players are myopic, Joe. 
Mm. Yourself included. I do have trouble seeing. Mm -hmm. It is one-fifth of a football field. Yeah. Take your glasses off. Could you see one-fifth of a football field? That is so not far away. (laughs) 60 feet sounds like an impressive... That sounds impressive. But then you think about it like that's not far at all. That's almost no distance. Right. A creature that is within one-fifth of a football field from you uh, that you can see, um, you can change it into a new form. An unwilling creature must make a wisdom saving throw to avoid the effect, which is, I would think, just like all of them. Like, I can't imagine, most things don't want this. And the effect has nothing on a shape changer or a creature with uh, zero hit points. So something that is dead cannot be transformed. Okay. Well, I think the reason, probably the reason that they make it 60 feet is so you can't just be like, bird. (laughs) It has to be like, (laughs) you know, it just makes it harder to become a bird. I can't just be walking down the street. I I was thinking the opposite. Like, I'm going to turn that bird that's flying over me into, I don't know, something else. A camel. (laughs) Splat. Down it it goes. Well, well, this is what's great, Kim, is the transformation lasts for the duration or... Until the target drops to zero hit points or dies. Meaning that in your scenario, Kim, what I would have done is I would have pointed to a bird and said camel. Right. It would have turned into a camel. And then gravity would have been like, that doesn't belong up here. Fallen like a camel-shaped stone. And the camel's like... (laughs) Wait, wait, one moment. (laughs) Hold on. My beautiful wings have become these luscious... Lady lumps. Yeah, my humps. My humps. Um, check it out. <laughs> check it out. Um, so what would the benefit of that be? So let's say, okay, you are casting the spell. Mm-hmm. Bippity boppity boop. I mean, literally, are we bippity boppity booping? Can you turn it? Li- we are turn- bippity. Yes, Kim. It, that is exactly right. You are bippity boppity booping it. So when you remember that part in Cinderella, Amazon right. Cinderella, when Billy Porter transformed Camila Caballo's um, rats into horribly overwrought comedians and people. Right. Billy, Billy Porter turned one mouse into John Mulaney and then one into James Corden. He should be ashamed. Why did he do that? Because uh, Cinderella couldn't drive herself. Oh, okay. I mean, when you think about like the plot of Cinderella, like she couldn't possibly drive herself. So I'm going to create her a taxi. Okay. And so he did the guy that does the... The, and then, for some reason, also John Mulaney? Also John. John Mulaney was there. Oh, okay. Probably had some choice words for Billy, James Corden, and Billy Porter. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that, that so you bippity-boppity-boop it. Okay. You just can be, now, but this is the thing, right? So if it lasts for the duration or until the target drops to zero hit points and dies. And, and why I bring that up, Kim, is because the camel that's falling. Because the whole time we've been talking, that is what's been happening. Right. There has been a camel that's just been plummeting the moment it hits the ground it's right back to bird oh okay is it yeah. a dead bird well that's the question for that we're gonna have to figure out kim because the, like it doesn't quite say i assume the bird's dead because if you if you die as a camel i assume you die for real but if you transform back into a bird i just yeah i guess i'm gonna say probably it's dead but i would fight if it was my turn and I had turned the camel into the bird or bird into the camel and it died and then I needed the bird to be alive, I would fight that it lived. Yeah. Cause you, I mean like you've already taken one life. 
Yeah. Well, actually, I've taken two because I also killed that caterpillar. Oh, uh, well, that was I was that was the one I was counting. That's interesting. So you count the camel as legitimately dead. <laughs> yes, but I'd still fight that the bird wasn't dead. Right. So the, the new form can be any beast whose challenge rating is equal to or less than the target or the target's level if it doesn't have a challenge rating. The, the challenge rating is a generic sort of numerical description of how difficult it is to kill one of these things. Oh, yeah. I, I challenge rate all everyone. So in your scenario, to allow this, the bird is as deadly as a camel and vice versa. Okay. But then I can fight that, right? Like I can argue that the bird and the camel are equally deadly, right? You could. I, I think actually like, um, so a camel has a challenge rating of one. And I'm, I'm looking up the, the challenge. I mean, it really for, depends on bird, the bird, right? Like a really, robin depends is going to have a, less of a challenge rating than like a emu. You would, <laughs> you, would th- you would hope, Kim. Um, so, so a blue bird has a challenge rating of, of one eighth. Oh, that was a fight. <laughs> that was, someone argued very hard for that. Yeah, that's a, that's absurd. So a blue bird has a challenge rating of one eighth, but a cardinal doesn't. And all of these are written by a- someone. What about a J? What about a like a blue J? Because a blue J is aggressive. So a blue J has zero. What? But a Robin? Okay, we need to find this person. A magpie, Kim. Um, this person's called Epic Boss ninety nine. By the way, this is on the D and D wiki, um, which is give me give me their email. I need in, to talk to them. But what's a magpie? What's a magpie? That's a ma- a magpie. Kim is zero. What? Okay. For whatever reason, this person just loves wanted a deadly, deadly bluebird. A magpie has cut my skin and drawn blood. Bluebirds have never done that. Bluebirds have woken me up in the morning and it was kind of annoying. That was the worst thing that happened to me with a bluebird. I have been attacked uh, by a magpie and left. For dead. For dead. Emotionally scarred. It, it thought it had taken you out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it dive-bombed me twice. Because the first time I didn't get enough. Now, now, Kim, this is this is what's interesting, and I think you're gonna love this. So, eight bluebirds, okay, four giant canaries. I don't know what makes a canary giant. I think it's a specific type of canary. This is the description this person wrote down, which I love. A giant canary is very much like a normal canary, but considerably larger. So. I mean, <laughs> and also it says they live in ancient trees and raise up to four young. That's a, that's a very good specific description of that. Bird. Uh, by the way, it is that a giant canary is just a D and D character. It is not a real bird. It also says here on, on the subject of canaries, they are incredibly sensitive to toxins. Oh yeah. And they have a disadvantage on constitution saving throws against poison. Listen, just let the canary die. Yeah. So, but, but Kim, a vulture. Yeah. An, an eagle. Um, well, actually not owl. We would need four of those. So if I had four owls, an eagle or a vulture, I could turn that into a camel. I could also turn, I could turn eight bluebirds and two owls. You just mash them together and make a camel. I just think if there's a flock of them, okay. You know, cause that, I mean like I can just treat it as one, but I'm sure there's a nerd out there who's really pissed that I didn't look up the official, uh, camel challenge rating. Cause I maybe camels are no, okay, you know what? Actually, you know what, Kim? I fucked up. I fucked up, Kim. What? Camels are not um, challenge rating one. Really? Challenge, they're challenge rating one eighth. So. <gasps> oh my gosh! Bird to so camel ratio is perfect. Bird to, bird to camel ratio is absolutely. As long perfect. as it's a, as long as it's a robin, we as got long this. As it's a robin, yeah. I can I. But here's the thing, Kim. I cannot turn a camel into a vulture 
it becomes too strong. <laughs> that is bad, but I can I can do the opposite. Now, the new form can be any uh, beast whose challenge rating is equal to or less than the targets. Um, the targets gain statistics, including mental ability scores, are replaced by the statistics of the chosen beast. It retains alignment and personality. Okay, so, so the, so that's the camel is walking around like, tweet, tweet, tweet. <laughs> Right? I'm a I'm a camel. <laughs> I've I've been a camel this whole time. The bluebird is not aligned, um, and it has an intelligence score of three. So it's kind of stupid. Now a camel has an intelligence score of two, so it becomes dumber. Wow. But but somebody's really hating on camels. But it's also less wise. It's actually harder for me to turn a bluebird into a camel. Okay. <laughs> based on these rules. Um, and also, and this is the thing that I, I truly love, the charisma of the camel in the fucking toilet. Uh, well, they spit, Joe. They spit a lot, yeah. It's a much stronger creature um, with a plus three strength. There's no practical reason that I would have done this other than... What if you needed a pack animal for an hour? Then I probably wouldn't have chosen something that was flying in the air to make it from. <laughs> so, as we said, this camel has plummeted. It has hit the ground. Okay. Right? You and I were very surprised when it happened because what happens when it hits the ground, the target assumes the hit points of the new form when you change it, right? Right. So a camel has 15 hit points. Now a bluebird, um, if it's, it, it, it's at most 60 feet away. Right. So if we were to change a flying bluebird at its max height into a camel... The rule for damage and falling for D&D is 1d6 per 10 feet. So that camel would take 6d6 damage. Isn't that... Or if you want to average that, um, about 20 points of damage. So it would die. Okay. What if it landed on somebody? (sighs) What if it landed on the person you wanted it to land on? And that's why you turned it into a camel. I couldn't find a specific thing for this. So I just found like some fucking blog or something. But for objects that are smaller than 200 pounds, when dropped, they must fall farther to deal the same damage. So it's basically like the heavier something is, the more damage it would do to you. Well, yeah. How heavy is a camel? Oh, they got to weigh at least a thousand pounds. Kim, that is exactly how much they weigh. Oh, really? All right. Well, there you go. A a Bactrian camel has a mass of one... Half a ton. Now it says here a falling distance of 10 feet for an object of 200 pounds or more by this person. So a camel would cause a maximum of 20 D6 damage to whatever it hit. Wow. But it would only have sustained 66 damage itself. It would would hurt the thing it landed on far more than itself. Yeah, but it would still be dead. It would die. It would... Yeah. Mutual death. Yeah, it would be mutually assured destruction. Um, <laughs> the, the camel hits. Right. Okay. Roll for hit. Nail Roll it. for hit. Ah, uh, beans. My pack animal camel that I made out of this bird. Boy, that's not working. Now, when the camel dies, it reverts back to its normal form. Bird. Now... A camel has 15 hit points, right? So mm-hmm. if you were to, the average of 6d6 dice is uh, like somewhere like 16, like the average. Yeah. It's like, I think the average, if you roll a d6 enough, is like 3.5, so four. 
you round up. It's like 24 damage, something like that. So the the damage carries back over. So if you draw, so this camel hits, and then the damage that the camel took goes to the bird now. Aww. And so as long as the damage doesn't reduce the creature's normal form to zero hit points, it is knocked unconscious, okay? Okay. Now, a bluebird has one health point. Right, so it's dead. It's dead. It's dead many times over. Yeah. So is it alive for that split second? When it changes back. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, dunk. that's got to suck. Yeah. You think the camel's life flashed before its eyes? A very short. <laughs> but it feels like a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and then it hits, it dies. Because like if your life flashes before your eyes and your entire life has been just you falling, that would just be like, <laughs> it would be like when you point a mirror at a mirror and it's just mirror, 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 mirror all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bird's like, I'm alive. And then nope. the camel, the pain of being a camel catches up to your bird mind. Mm -hmm. And then your life flashes before your eyes. Again, mm -hmm. the creature is limited in the actions it can perform by nature of its new form. Can't speak, cast spells, or take any other action that requires hands um, speech. That is very, very fun. Um, because what it means is if I cast it on a, if I changed a person to another person, they can't talk then. Oh, which I love because the term creature is very like sort of nebulous in this context. Okay. You, you treat a human, you treat a person as a creature. So like if you transform, if you polymorph a human to another human of the same CR, like if you, like who is your least threatening coworker? I only have one coworker, but uh, right. I'll say that you mean like the one, like a weaker version of myself. Yeah. Who, Synthony, who that uh, that's uh, Synthony, Synth Cynthia Bigelow, the CEO of Bigelow T. Okay, so if synth, if you were to polymorph, Synthony, synth, what is it? Synthony, S Cynthia. I don't know why it was really hard for me to say the name. I think Synthony is better. If you yeah. were to transform Synthony Bigelow, male gigolo, into, I don't know, Danielle, that version of Danielle wouldn't be able to speak, cast spells, or take any other action which requires hands or speech. Okay, but we could like use Cynthia Bigelow's Danielle as like a, we could trick Jeff into doing stuff for us, but she just wouldn't be able to talk. She wouldn't be able to talk, use her hands or cast spells, which are the only things that I like about Danielle. Yeah. Honestly. It's also pretty silly because like it would retain Cynthia Bigelow's alignment and personality. I don't know if she's more lawful or chaotic, I imagine you have to be pretty lawful to run a business. She's Although, pretty lawful, but she also, they've blocked her uh, Twitter account and made it private because she can't stop screaming about how much she hates Trump. <laughs> so she's a chaotic yeah. good. Then. Um, so it would be, you know, that matches. She would be very, she would, she would feel pretty good in Danielle's skin if she was able to speak. Yeah. And cast spells there. The other thing too, is the target's gear. Um, melds into the new form. Okay. So, so Kim, that means like if, if Symphony had a cellular phone, yeah, a smartphone, when I cast the spell at her after killing a caterpillar while she's flying through the air, right? Her phone would just become a part of her Danielle body. Oh, interesting. Because I guess that's to solve the problem of why is it when you turn back, you're not naked. Right. Like, why don't, why don't you polymorph within your clothes? Right. Um, what if, and so, like, that would be the same if she was holding a small dog that had zero kill points? Yes. Okay. So, so it would just morph that's into interesting. Okay. So, if you had a small dog, is that an item or is, is that a creature? Well, I'm, I'm thinking of it like a 
kind of like a creature, <laughs> but well, it's also, so, I mean, she's holding well, it like an item. Okay, but if Symphony had a had a purse dog, yeah, right. The purse becomes a part of her, right. So the dog does too, right. So then Dan- Danielle, but she wouldn't be able. I would say she would be like bark bark, but she wouldn't be able to talk. So she wouldn't. She so that's the thing. Like Symphony would not be able to leverage any of the dog's powers, right. So no benefit from that dog. Right. It's just that when she morphs back, yeah, it would just be there. So that would solve the problem of if you morph into Danielle, Jeff would be like, why is there a dog here? Oh, my God. You finally listened to me after all these years. Finally, oh, oh, finally a dog. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I didn't think it would come true. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So whenever whenever Jeff sends us those messages, we know what he's talking about. Ah, yeah. someone's a dog again. Um, so, Kim, that's that's polymorph. That's just polymorph. That's the basic. That's basic polymorph. That's the basic polymorph. So true polymorph. True polymorph is a little better. Like polymorph before it, true polymorph. One, this is a spell that you is a ninth level spell. That means it is a spell that is so powerful that you only get to cast like one of them. Oh, okay. In a, like a day. Once, I was going to say like a turn or? No, no, just like. In your life? Once, once per day. Okay. Um, it takes, again, less than six seconds to cast. Now, you can only be within 10 yards for this one. And it requires a drop of mercury, a dollop of gum Arabic, and a wisp of smoke. So you could transform things permanently on the cheap. Okay. It's not very expensive. It's a trip to Michael's and you're changing one thing to another. You can choose one creature, and this is key, Kim. One creature or non-magical object. Okay, so I could, it could be a piano. It could be a piano. You transform the creature into a different creature, the creature into a non-magical object, or the object into a creature. The object must be neither worn nor carried by another. Okay, so this is your bippity-boppity-booping a pumpkin into a carriage. But if I had been holding the pumpkin, does that make... So the pumpkin has to be, like, on its own on the ground. Okay. Right? Now, it lasts for the duration, or until it drops to zero hit points and dies. It has, again, no effect on a shape changer, no effect on something. Okay, but that complicates things because how do you kill a piano? That's an excellent question, Kim. How are we going to kill a piano? So creature to creature, it's pretty much the same as before. And in fact, it is identical. Creature to creature is the one thing that's the same. Now, where true polymorph gets fucking hog wild is object to creature. So you turn an object to any kind of creature, as long as the creature's size is no larger than the object size and the creature's challenge rating is nine or lower. Meaning okay, so that, I'm going to turn a mannequin into a man. A weak, a relatively weak man. Yeah. A challenge rating nine, a Jeff. I'm going to turn this mannequin to a Jeff. Right. I want this. this I want a real child. boy. Yeah. I want a real boy. This is the spell I'm using to do it. It is friendly to you and your companions. Hmm. I don't know that I would be friendly if you had changed me from my enjoyable, you know, state, a mannequin to a man who can. You can decide what action it takes or moves. And the DM has the statistics and resolves its actions or, or movement. Now, here's what's interesting, Kim. If the spell becomes permanent, you can't control the creature anymore. It, oh. might, re- it might remain friendly to you, depending on how you've treated it. So that's, oh. a fun, that's a fun little thing that they just said there. Because what it cool. means is you can just sort of like, if you make the spell permanent, then, then it can enact its rage on. If you turn a creature into an object, it transforms along with whatever it is wearing and carrying into that form. Right. 
as long as the object size is no larger than the creature size, which is fucking bonkers. Cause it means that you have like an elephant. I can turn that into like, like a pog. Right. Uh, the creature statistics become those of the object. And then this is a great detail, Kim. The creature has no memory of the time it's spent in this form. Ooh, I like that. Now there's a lot of horrible things that like, cause you could theoretically turn a, a human being into like a real doll. Yeah. That's not good. No, that's not cool at all. I don't care for that. Spell- I was thinking you would turn an elephant into a Tide Pod and then you do laundry. What happens? Does that kill a Tide? Does that destroy a Tide Pod? Yeah. It just dies? Well, okay. So the Tide Pod. So wait, but has- when it dies, doesn't it revert back to the elephant? So then, like, what your elephant is just like all over your clothes? You got elephant all over your clothes? Well, so the, the, so the spell, so the spell lasts until if you concentrate on the spell for its full duration. So again, it's an hour. Right. It, it will last until it's dispelled. Okay. And by that, I mean, once you have cast this thing, if you, if you can just set aside an app, if you do this on your commute, basically Mm -hmm. it's permanent until someone comes by and casts a spell to turn it off. Meaning that in your scenario, Kim, if I changed an elephant to a Tide Pod and then I washed my clothes, right? Right. Because that's actually probably cheaper than buying a thing of Tide Pod. Yeah. Because I need, a, I need to break a thermometer, get some gum Arabic, and then vape, and I can transform yeah. an elephant to a Tide Pod. Right. Basically um, hundreds of Tide Pods at your fingertips. Well, yeah. If you go I can have a Tide elephant. Pod for as many elephants as there are. Right. So probably exactly about 100 Tide Pods. If, if a wizard realized this, this horrible secret of how I wash my clothes, they could dispel the Tide Pod transformation, which means... I guess a t- an elephant would just erupt from my clothes in different pieces. Oh, like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine how that works. Cause what it says is that when the spell ends, it returns to its normal form. Right. But if so, it's all over your clothes, it's been soaked into your clothes and right. also into water. That's then gotten pushed into the sewers. There's just chunks of elephant goo. Yeah. Everywhere. So like it's like it's normal form. Like I've destroyed the Tide Pod. So like, like unless they're suggesting that the moment the Tide Pod dissolves, it detonates into an elephant, which is fun in a different way. <laughs> That's just a good way to ruin a washing machine. <laughs> Every time you do your clothes now, like you better not be a fucking elephant. <laughs> you throw it in there and just kaboom. Just um, grenade your speed queen. It's really, really fantastic. So, so yeah. So the true polymorph is just like polymorph deluxe. Polymorph deluxe. It's the it's, polymorph royale. It's basically like if you did the the first version of polymorph, it's like that's the you know that's the free to play poly. Unless you do the thing you want. Right. You need um, a true polymorph. You need a true polymorph. It's got to be strong. It's got to be bold. It's got to be, you know. Simply the best. So, so what I think is interesting about there's two things interesting about this, Kim. The first one is true polymorph doesn't work on a creature with zero hit point. Meaning, if if I was to cast this on a dead creature, it would it work. Does no, it does nothing. Right, right. So, yeah, you can't just like be like, oh crap, my donkey died. Well, I'll polymorph it into a horse, and then I can keep going no, about my business. It, it, it wouldn't work at all. But what, but what's interesting, Kim, is the idea that a creature at zero hit points 
is not an object. Right. I can't. So, so that makes no fucking sense. No, not at all, actually. Yeah, no, because like I could, well, like what if it was taxidermy? What about taxidermy? Yeah, what about taxidermy, Kim? Thank yeah. you. What about tax? Or, or how, here's, here's one, Kim. What if I have like a steak? Yeah. I cannot, that's not an object. That's a creature. Yeah, they messed zero up. Zero health. Yeah. So mm -hmm. now whether or not it's a willing or unwilling creature doesn't matter. It's a steak at that point. I'm sure if it had an option, it would like to very much not be a steak. Yeah. Unless it's suggesting that steak has hit, hit points, which again, doesn't make sense. No, no, I, it's definitely, it's a flaw in the, uh, in the design of the spell for sure. Yeah. Well, it's also a flaw in the idea of what is the difference between a creature and an object. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, you're a creature and then you die, you become an object, bud. Is a skeleton a creature? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's an object, except in the cases of like Minecraft. Then a skeleton's a creature. Yeah. When it's a spooky, spooky. Ooh, it's a spooky skeleton. Polymorph is a widely abused spell and true polymorph even more so. This is like that. Like DMs hate this. Hate these. <laughs> yeah. This is right up there. True polymorph because of uh, it does what it says it does. Yeah. It allows you to cast a spell to train something into something else. And if you as the DM roll bad, then you kind of just have to live with, with the fact yeah. that you did, you did that this happened, that you did this. Yeah. You basically, um, you're like trying to control toddlers and you just gave one of them uh, a, a liter of cola. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, it's Th shit's going to go wrong. There's a, this is an art. This is a, a Reddit post from, uh, excuse me, seven years ago on the official D and D Reddit. I guess it's official. I'm assuming it is. So you can turn, you know, if you, it, the higher, I think there's sort of a couple of ways you're supposed to, you're supposed to use this other than like the fun ways we've been talking about cats yeah. and birds and such. So if you were a level 20 character, which you very likely would be, if you could cast this spell, you could turn yourself into like a dragon. Okay. You know, cause a dragon has a challenge rating of 20. And if you're level 20, you can just do that. You can also do the same sort of thing of like, kind of how we talked about Kim, like turning you know, piano elephants into pianos. Yeah. You can do the opposite where you turn pianos into elephants. Okay. Or Tide Pods. Um, and you can make an army, you know. Yeah. Because every 30 days, you have 30 of whatever you've been making. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? So it's, it's and that's the, like, that's, it says here, like, those are things that you're, like, supposed to be able to do with this because it's so easy to do. Yeah. Um, the two things it says here is you can turn into a, thing that casts spells like if the form is capable of of an action like which is sort of confusing yeah because yeah so like if you change into like a dragon that can cast spells dragons can cast spells so you could cast spells then right um that would be a good idea turn it into a yeah, dragon it's pretty great and this is what sort of key kim is polymorph the original version says it's limited by the actions it can perform by the nature of its new form and it can't speak, cast spells, or take any other action that requires hand or speech. Oh. Meaning that if I change it, a human to another human, even if you could talk, you can't as a, as a polymorph. Right. But with true polymorph, you can. Oh, okay. Well, see, that's, that's the, the major. Big, so if Cynthia... really fuck with Jeff is what you're saying. Synth, synth, we need to level to 20 and then change Cynthia Bigelow into... Danielle. Symphony Bigelow into Danielle. Then it'll work. Okay. Um, 
Let's That's do it. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I uh, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I uh, I, I want to wrap this up because uh, I my back is fudging, killing me. Um, oh, Kim. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, but, but that's that. Well, Kim, I mean, hey, that's that's polymorph, my man. Yeah, I feel like I I feel like I have a good understanding of this now, and so that's I'm going to use it in a, conversation. So you can drop it all mm-hmm. the time. Now, there's now, Kim. There's one thing you got to know. You you can create magical items using uh, true polymorph, meaning. With true polymorph, you can just change shit into whatever the fuck you want. Um, and you can polymorph things that are giants. They're really big. Like you can turn a house into an you can turn a hoe into a housewife. Ooh. <laughs> I would do the one where she can't talk though. It's just regular polymorph then. And um, she can't use her arms. This is so stupid. All right. Um yeah, it's really great, Kim. Um, True Polymorph, a uh, fun game mechanic for D&D. Thank you for letting me talk to you about it. it well, thank delight. you. Thank you, Joe. I, I, I'm glad that I learned that. <laughs> Boy, wasn't that delightful. That chat we had. Thank you for listening to the first episode of What the Spell. We would like to give a thank you to the musical artist Halizna for the use of the song Swingin' Richards off of the album Orphaned Media. It is a song that is in the public domain, uh, and it's a great little tune, and we love it, and we feel it captures the mood of our show pretty much perfectly. So we hope that you enjoy that. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so through What the Spell email at gmail.com. I don't know how we didn't get what the spell before, but whatever. And this uh, episode is also accompanied by an article, I guess. I wrote a thing about it on Medium. You can go to medium.com slash at what the spell email because I don't know how Medium works, I guess. Um, but you can go there and you can see an accompanying discussion, which is a little less funny, but a little more thoughtful. So I hope you enjoy that. Please give us a like and a review. It's very important for new podcasts. I'm Joe. Kim could be with me to do this part, but she says thanks. See you next time. Have an abrac a great week. Bye.